everyone. Everyone. If, are you welcoming me <laughs> to I'm my not. house? <laughs> Welcome to your home, McDuff. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to get back to it. It's the end of the day. It's like my second home. I, I know. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Conspiracies. I'm McDev. I'm Tessie. And we're here to blow your minds Yeah, this once is a good again. one. Yeah, this is a good one. Love it. So this week, we're going to cover the death of Natalie Wood and the mysterious circumstances around that. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. It's and juicy. what I love is that there's been like recent yes, uh, like updates to like this old old murder. Well, there's um a podcast Fatal Voyage. Yes, I by saw Dylan that. Howard. He does such a good job telling the story. I listen to the whole thing. He has an amazing Australian accent too. Love it. So, so yeah, it's so good. I highly recommend it. And I actually got a lot of my research from that. Um, just from listening to that. So oh, it's for called sure. Fatal Voyage by Dylan Howard. He is he kind of narrates and produces it. Okay. And there's a lot there's a lot of There's a lot shit. going on. Yeah. So in spirit of this murder, so basically this happened off of Catalina mm-hmm. in California on a boat and she quote unquote drowned. And I'm quote unquoting that as you'll see as we get into this. But our drink today, it's called a sea breeze. It's dangerous. It is danger. It's very... It should be called like dangerous waters. This, these are dangerous Don't waters. Drown because it is delicious drink. It does not taste like it's as alcohol is. So it's, it's one part vodka, one part grapefruit juice, and two parts cranberry juice. So cheers. cheers. Let's try Good it. Not that, that we haven't been sipping on this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just real good, guys. And you're getting antioxidants. Yeah. And no UTIs. It's healthy. Yeah, you're <laughs> cleaning out your bladder and kidneys and getting a little buzzed. What else could you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So make it, drink mm-hmm. it, listen up. <laughs> yeah. Drink it. up, listen up. Okay, so... <clears throat> So yeah, today we're talking about Natalie Wood, and for those of you that don't know, she was a famous young American actress. Um, she had drowned while on a weekend boat trip over Thanksgiving to yep. Catalina Island on board her yacht, the Splendor. Uh, her dead body was found floating about a mile away from their yacht the morning of November 29th, 1981. On the trip, she was with her husband, Robert Wagner, co-star Christopher Walken, and the captain, Dennis Davern. Many of the circumstances of her drowning, they just don't add up, and it's never determined how she got into the water in the first place. Right. The craziest thing about this whole story is she always feared she was going to die in water, which I think is like Like when people have premonitions about themselves, like... Well, with all the JFK shit, when he was like, oh, this yeah. would have been a perfect, you know, day to assassinate the president. Literally, he said that when they were in Fort Worth the day before he died. Like, so crazy. People that have, like, those freaky premonitions about themselves, like, I, that's why I, like, hope and, like, cross my fingers that nothing, like, interesting ever happens to me because I don't want to deal with, like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, there you go. Wow. All right. So, so but anyway, the whole thing is like, that would be like to drown, 
to well to have this fear of dying and you have it's very detailed you have a specific way you think you're gonna die it's just crazy that that's what ended up happening like everyone knew this about her her sister her whole family knew actually her mom it this whole fear stemmed from her mom because her mom went to go see this crazy psychic at like a festival or a carnival and she told her someone that you know is gonna die a terrible death in dark waters (gasps) yeah yeah what the, fuck? what the fuck? And then she told her that she was going to have, like, a famous little girl. Um, so, obvious. I mean, what pretty the spot on. Didn't know, right? <laughs> I know. Good job. I know. Way to, way to, you know, way to help yourself. <laughs> Accurate. So, let's talk about her as a person a little bit, her background, how she kind of came to be. It's, it's a fascinating story. So, she was born July 20th um, in 1930. Uh, she's the daughter of Russian immigrant parents, Nikolai and Maria. Her father was born into a really poor family. Uh, his dad was a chocolate factory worker. And then her mother was born in Barnall. And her father owned soap and candle factories. So, Aww. yeah. So her the dad came from a chocolate factory and, you know. Whatever. I bet they always had so much chocolate and soap. Soap and candles. Oh, candles. Um, nice. those are the three best things. Actually, I know. I know. That's not bad. Not not too bad. <laughs> so, at the start of the Civil War, her family left Russia, resettling as refugees in the Chinese city of Harbin. Natalie has been known to describe her family as either gypsies or landloading aristocrats in Russia. Yeah, that's what, how her like, sister describes it, too, because they yeah. moved around a lot. Yeah, exactly. So in her youth, um, Natalie's mother, Maria, dreamed of becoming an actress or a ballet dancer. So her mother's always dreamt of being more mm-hmm. than what they were because they came from such a hard life. And that's what her dream was that was never realized for herself. Her mother transferred her ambition to her middle daughter, Natalia, Natalie. She would take Natalie to the movies as often as she could. And this is a quote from this biographer. Natalie's only professional training was watching Hollywood child stars from her mother's lap. Natalie would later recall that... And here's a quote from her. My mother used to tell me that the cameraman who pointed his lens out at the audience at the end of the Paramount newsreel was taking my picture. I'd pose and smile like he was going to make me famous or something. I believed everything my mother told me. Yeah. She's like a Chris Jenner. 100%. 100%. And so 1943, when Natalie was just five years old, Maria literally thrust her into pictures, instructing her to hop onto the lap of director Irving Peichel, who was shooting a movie on location in Santa Rosa. Like, so that's the film crew that noticed her because her mom literally said, go jump on his lap. That's yeah. the guy. Go go sit on his lap. She got a little part in Happy Land, the thing that they were shooting. Um, but Peichel, the director warned her mom maria that the film business was no place for sweet little girl maria's response was to move the entire family to hollywood (laughs) (laughs) sorry not sorry we're not taking that advice yeah (laughs) so um so here's the thing about natalie wood that i didn't realize i mean she was an amazing amazing actress she was so beautiful she's so gorgeous so 
Um, her first thing, that, the big thing that she really did, she played a war orphan in the 1946 film Tomorrow is Forever. Um, that was her bit first kind of big thing. And I guess she was, she, she was born in 38. So she's eight years old mm-hmm. in this movie. So here's it. Here's a kind of crazy, just an example of like how crazy her mom was. So when she was unable to cry on cue in that movie, her mother tore a butterfly to pieces in front of her. Then when she cried, pushed her sobbing daughter back onto the set. So, oh my God. Oh, I know. I know. So fucked up. This is around the time where she was given the name Natalie Wood. She was incessantly coached by her mother to do as she was told. Like, just over and over and over. Like, so because of that, she became known as One Take Natalie. Wow. Yeah. So, and one was... One Take Natalie. One Take Natalie. Hey, that's like us. One take. We are a one take, and whether it's good or not, it's the one take. <laughs> it's going out there. <laughs> yeah, it's done. <laughs> so um, she was. She became known as one of the most cooperative and professional young actresses in Hollywood. Um, and even after she got a team of agents, duh, Maria continued to micromanage the fuck out of her life, like most aspects of her career. Oh God, Maria. I know. Relax. Man, she's getting that fame. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about our love life a little. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Cool. She's so pretty. I'm looking at this picture of her and um, Robert Wagner. Um, They're just, I mean, she's so pretty. She's gorgeous. I feel like like everyone back then, even like, they just looked so much classier. I think it's the hair. Yeah. Of guys and girls. Like, I think back then it was so like perfectly like quaffed and like yes. styled and like I could never like perfectly no, style my hair. My hair no, looks I like a tornado. Yeah. So so in her short lifetime she had two highly publicized marriages. Um and the most public one and the most like famous one obviously is to Robert Wagner. He was an actor. She said that she had a crush on him since she was a child and on her 18th birthday she went on a studio arranged date with the 26 year old actor. Like the studio arranged it for her. Um, And then a year later they got married in 1957. Um, Her mother was against it. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they... That didn't, I mean, she must have been right in a sense. Uh, Wooden Wagner separated in June of 1961 and then divorced that following year in 1962. So let's fast forward to 1969. She marries British producer Richard Gregson. Oh, she married someone in between. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Little sandwich. Little Robert Wagner sandwich. Robert Wagner sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Would that be a Robert Wagner sandwich? If it's Robert. Robert Wagner bread. Richard. Robert. Would it be a Richard sandwich with Wagner bread? Oh, it is. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. This is the only, the only reason why I know that is because we always use the A compliment sandwich? Shit sandwich. (laughs) Compliment, shit, compliment. That's why I got it mixed up because. Oh, because you call it a compliment sandwich. Because you're sandwiching it with compliments. Oh, I thought the sandwich meant like what's what's Hoonin. the meat? That's that's why I got it mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I compliment sandwich the fuck out of everything for you have sure. To. Yeah, 
personal, professional, whatever. Yeah. No, Ooh. I mean, that's the only way to give an insult. 100%. <laughs> Guys get better way. at insulting. <laughs> insulting 101 with Tessie and McDuff. Shit sandwiches. Look it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look it up. If anyone needs help, just listen up. Us, look it up. Send us an email. We'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The couple. Oh, so let's look. Like I said, 1969 would marry this British producer. Oh, shit. British producer Richard Gregson. Is that hard? Richard Those four Gregson. words are very hard to say for me. Yeah, you're probably just British producer say it too fast. Richard Gregson. There you go. Oh. The couple dated for two and a half years prior to their marriage while Gregson waited for his divorce to be finalized. 1970, they had a daughter, Natasha. Separated oh, a year Natasha's later. from her. Or from him. Yeah. It's not Wagner's baby. Mm-mm. It's, it's I Richard Gregson's. I thought was. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, got married in 1969. Had their daughter, Natasha, in 1970. Separated August 1971. After Wood overheard an inappropriate telephone conversation between her secretary and Gregson. Those damn secretaries. Wait a minute. Wood's secretary? Natalie's secretary? Or his secretary? This is hers. <gasps> Bitch. Bitch. <sighs> GTFO. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate her. I hate her. Ugh. Like, it would it, it, it would never be good. But, like, if it was his secretary, that has a little less of a sting than your secretary that with is, your husband. That's a, that's a big sting. Yeah. What a bitch. Yeah. So, in early 19... So, finalized her divorce from Richard Gregson, April 1972. As she was filed and they were separated, she rekindled her romance with Robert Wagner. They remarried July 16th, 1972, five months after reconciling and three months after she divorced Gregson. So, that was kind of her life and, and, you know, her her love life and, and... things like that. So would you want to give just like a high level of that night? And then I know you're going to talk about like their original reporting on like her body and the coroner's report. So, okay. So what happened that night that she died? Um, again, it was Thanksgiving, 1981. They had gone out to Catalina Island on board the yacht And according to reports, there was a lot of drinking on the boat. So in the original report, Wagner claimed that Natalie went to bed first. And when Wagner had gone to check on her, she was missing. The alarm was sent to notify the authorities at 1.30 a.m., I think, that she was missing. And approximately six hours later, Natalie was found dead, wearing only a flannel nightgown, a red down jacket, and Mm -hmm. blue wool socks. Mm -hmm. Um, a few yards away, they found the dinghy, which that's the little, the tiny mini like boat the with a motor. Oh, that, yeah, 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 That you can take, like, to on, go on land, to mm-hmm, go eat, or like whatever. Like, on a big boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few yards away, they found the dinghy with its ignition key switched to off, the gear shift in neutral, and the oars up in a locked position. So Thomas Noguchi was the chief medical examiner in the, Los, in the L.A., county coroner's office and the autopsy revealed that wood had died of drowning and that her Mm -hmm. body had superficial skin bruises on the arms lower legs and a vertical abrasion on the left cheek and it was ruled initially 
just as a drowning. There was not any questionable circumstances reported. Like, they're no. just like, yeah, she drowned. So from the physical evidence in the Wood case, Noguchi concluded that the actress had fallen into the water, maybe while trying to tie the dinghy. That's what Richard Wagner originally say, stated. Mm-hmm. Um, there were fingernail scratches on the dinghy, so it showed that maybe she tried to host, hoist herself, herself up, up from the water, uh, but she was wearing like this huge down jacket, which I think they weighed it wet, and it was like 40 pounds. Holy crap. And she, I mean, she was a p- very petite woman. Yeah. So that, that's a lot of weight. And so it's just weird because, again, why wouldn't she? She has this fear, this lifelong fear of right. dark water. And apparently that weekend, the weather was really bad and, like, no one really wanted to go. Like, it's, it's all it's all really awkward. Yeah. But um, that was the – that was what Noguchi had concluded. Um, evidently, she never thought to remove the jacket. Maybe – I mean, they had been – again, they had been drinking a lot that night. It was – thought that maybe okay. her judgment was clouded by the alcohol. Um, she clung to the dinghy side as it drifted away from the Splendor, and then she finally became exhausted, yeah. got hypothermia, and drowned. And so that's the original report that was released two weeks after her death. So basically, the community, everyone accepted this as an accidental drowning. Yeah, in you 1981. Have your, you have your few that were like, no, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. As time goes by, like, Wagner literally disassociates himself from Natalie's entire family. He doesn't talk to the press. Right. And his story actually does change a little bit. I'll go through that later, but it's just, it's really fucking sketchy. Basically, so let's just fast forward. So today, nearly 40 years after she died, a Los Angeles County Sheriff's official said her fatal drowning is now being investigated as a suspicious death as new witnesses have emerged. Following this, Robert Wagner was now known as a person of interest. Sheriff spokeswoman Nicole Nishida said new witnesses interviewed since the case was reopened in 2011 have given statements that portray a new sequence of events on the boat that night. Yes. So while they... Initially, like we said, ruled it an accident. The case was reopened to see whether Wagner or anyone else possibly played a role after the boat's captain, and I think you're going to talk about this, um, uh, said that he heard the couple arguing. So do you want to, like, talk about that part? Okay, mm-hmm. so the captain... Um, Dennis Davern. Dennis Davern. He, his original story, he told officials the night before Natalie drowned... She wanted to sleep ashore at a hotel because the sea was very rough. Okay? Mm-hmm. Several years later, Dennis Davern tells a different story about what happened. And so this and this starts from the day before. He said, there was some kind of argument going on. Christopher, Christopher Walken, went downstairs to take a nap or something, and Natalie and Wagner started arguing like they were that couple. You know that couple that like yes. will start fighting at every like <laughs> social thing? Yes. So they were like that couple that fought 24-7. Fueled by alcohol, yes. Oh, yeah. It just makes everything worse, right? So Natalie wanted Dennis to take her ashore because the tension was just unbearable. Yeah. That's what she told him. Walker and Wagner stayed aboard the Splendor, and um, Dennis took Natalie on shore to a hotel, and they both stayed there. And they were just – and he said, like, 
we were just talking. She was very, very upset. We just had a, you know, a few mm-hmm. glasses of wine and kind of passed out. And I can't so, believe that Wagner let her, like, hang out with that captain. Right? Maybe he was just so unassuming. Yeah. Like, Wagner I mean, probably thought he was better than him. It sounded like they almost care. had, like, a brother-sister relationship. Sure. Like, they were very close. Yeah. So, Dennis, I mean, I think this is part of why maybe he feels guilty. Because he was like, you know what? Let's just go. The next morning, he's like, let's just go back. Natalie used to love to make huge breakfasts for everyone. So she she really liked making Mexican breakfasts, like huevo. Uh, uh, Huevos Rancheros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amigas. Yeah. And so yeah. he's like, let's go make um, a bunch of Huevos Rancheras, and we'll just make a big breakfast for everyone. And he said it was really weird because they returned, and everyone was acting like nothing happened. And they were, like, in a huge fight the night before. Yeah. So that evening, they planned a dinner at a nearby restaurant and got stupid wasted, right? Yeah. Uh, Natalie and Chris Walker actually went in early for a happy hour, which I'm sure didn't make – um, Wagner too happy no. but she was like well you guys stay you know do whatever you want we're gonna go in early and have you know she wanted yeah. you know probably a martini or something why not mm-hmm. why not Dennis Davern recalls whenever they showed up to the restaurant and saw them at the bar that Natalie was definitely flirting with Walken I mean they were probably just like you know yeah. giggly or whatever and uh she was excited by Christopher he he's like the good looking guy like the yeah. cool guy yeah and they're working together. And, yeah. yeah. So Natalie actually didn't want her to return to the boat after dinner, but they did. And he opened a bottle of wine. They ended up drinking more. Mm-hmm. And they continued to like giggle together. Yeah, for, they like, continued to giggle. Yeah. Uh, Dennis recalled Wagner smashing an almost full bottle he, of wine. Yeah, he picked up it. He picked up the bottle of wine and smashed it. Like, cause he yeah. was. And then he said, like, "Are you trying to fuck my wife or something?" Like, said something so inappropriate. Well, Christopher gets up and just leaves, doesn't say anything. He's like, Mm-mm, not dealing with no. this. And then Natalie says, I'm not standing for this a minute yeah. longer. And she goes down to her stateroom and slams her door. And then Christopher walking goes to his room. And then it's just Dennis and Wagner alone. So Dennis is trying to calm Wagner down. And he gets up and he's like, I'm going to go check on Natalie. So Dennis hears them fighting really bad because their room is right above where right. he's sitting. And then he could, like, hear them moving towards the back of the boat like things he to could, the cockpit. Couldn't he hear, like, things, like, being thrown? Yeah, he said he thought he heard furniture being thrown. Just fucking crazy. And then after some time passed, Wagner came back up to meet with Dennis, and they shared another bottle of wine. I guess that he assumed that she was asleep, right? So then a couple of hours later... Dennis said that Wagner was like, I'm going to go check on Natalie. Like, after they finished their wine, and I'm sure they were really drunk. Wasted. So then he returns, and he just says, she's gone. He comes up and says, she's gone. So obviously, like, Dennis is panicking. Um, Robert Wagner's panicking. They're looking everywhere. Dennis notices that the dinghy's gone. And he remembers thinking that that was really weird because the weather sucked the waters were choppy, and he said even he wouldn't take it out that night. And he's a professional, right? Mm-hmm. So Dennis was like, well, let's turn on the floodlights to look for her. Mm-hmm. But Wagner told her not to. He said, don't do that. Let's think about this. We don't want to do anything, Dennis, because we don't want to alert all of these people. They wanted to protect. I mean, from Wagner's like point of view, he wanted to protect her mm-hmm. and not make this like a huge like news exposure no it's about just such a lie his public persona so yeah 
Um, so that was the, I mean, a lot of this has to do with Dennis Davern coming out and saying. I lied to police during the event. Like, yeah. he publicly stated in November 2011 that he had lied to police during the initial investigation. And he, I think that's when all that stuff about the argument came out. I think mm-hmm. he confessed, like, yeah, they were actually arguing, like, really bad that evening. But you got to think, like, I wonder if he was threatened or, like, why he didn't. So, this is so crazy. After she died and, um, you know, they had all gone back to Wagner's home. I guess Dennis kind of lived with Robert Wagner. He stayed there for three to five months. And he said he felt threatened. He couldn't leave. He couldn't even go visit his girlfriend. He was trapped in Robert Wagner's home. You know, he continued to take care of the of this boat and that was kind of his job. And then finally, Robert Wagner gives him a check for $6,000 and said, okay, this way. is done. You're on your way. Yeah. And so he had to kind of leave and start his own life and was makes it sound like he was threatened to keep his fucking mouth shut. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, it's, it's – yeah, it's – and that's the thing. It's like it's all coming out now. So – so let me, um, I'm going to go over her physical appearance. Yes. Um, so the autopsy report revealed, uh, in 1981, still revealed that she had bruises on her body and arms and abrasion on her left cheek. Um, they found undigested food in her stomach, too, which is a, so fucking gross. Like, you know what? God bless the people that work in... It, that work with our dead bodies oh in any God, capacity. Right? Like, I don't know how you do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I, I, but I don't know how. I don't Apparently know how. Apparently, she ate very little that night, and her bladder was full. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that part. Her bladder was completely full. And usually, if you die from drowning, you... You definitely... Okay. You yeah. Empty. Yeah, you empty out. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And her bladder was full. So they think that she was unconscious before she went into the water. Right. Yeah. No, that would, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so he, he, the coroner thought that his opinion was that she died around midnight, but, and that was 90 minutes prior to be reported missing. So a revised coroner's report published in January of 2013, added 10 pages to the original report. This uh, Los Angeles County chief coroner amended her death certificate and changed the cause of death from being accidental drowning to drowning and other determined factors. Other undetermined factors. Undetermined factors. So it revealed that the bruises found on her face, wrists, knees, and ankles occurred before she went into the water and not after, as the original report had stated. The new report also questioned several findings from the original 1981 autopsy and came very close to categorizing Natalie's Wood, Natalie Wood's death as a homicide. Very, very close to that. Well, and so, an interesting point is Thomas Noguchi, he's a very famous um, coroner, medical mm-hmm. chief medical examiner, coroner, whatever you call him. And he got demoted the next year after... After really? he did his report on Natalie, and the year before, or actually a few months before, he was reporting on another celebrity, and the entire, like, all of Hollywood got super fucking pissed because he was talking about it publicly. And so it's thought that he came in, like, very, very cautious to the whole Natalie Wood 
case mm-hmm. and scenario because he had just done a report on another celebrity and got so much like Wrong. shit for it. Well, no, but everyone was just pissed because he was talking about it publicly. So he was like... Because it was a celebrity. Because it was a celebrity. See? And that's the whole thing about the public persona of celebrities. And I think that... I mean, that's why, you know, Robert Wagner, you know, did what he did. Um, and you know, I think, post. I think Thomas He wanted Nick to get Nucci, far away from it. Oh, for sure. That's well, why he kept his he fucking mouth shut. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I think Thomas Noguchi um, was the coroner for Marilyn Monroe. Was he? We should know that. It just sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Okay. But Marilyn Monroe... Well, anyways. Um, So, yeah. So, it's... But here's the thing. They just... You said this earlier. The the fact of, like, how she ended up in the water are not clearly established. They just can't prove that right now. But you know what? I think he... Um, he killed her and then came back out to have a casual another bottle of wine with the captain and then pretended to go back and was like, oh, she's gone. I think that's for sure what happened. And she was like, I don't know, like maybe, I don't know. Do you think he got rid of her body then or like when he went back to go check on her? No, I think that, so it's really crazy because if you look at interviews or listen to interviews, Every single person that was very close with her knew about her huge fear of water, knew that, you know, Mm -hmm. that was, she thought she was going to die like that, like that, she was, that was just her biggest fear. Right. And Wagner originally told the police, his theory was that she was tying the dinghy because it was making too much noise and she couldn't sleep because her room was right next to it. Oh, sure. And she probably slipped and fell. But it's like... Everyone says she would have never done that. I mean, that's never Dennis's job. That. Why would she do that? If she's so scared. She would have called Dennis and said, like, hey. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't. And, and okay, so maybe she's running away because they got in a fight. She would never start that thing by herself. Right. I mean, she asked Dennis to take her to shore the night before so she could sleep in a hotel. Like, she wouldn't no. do that by herself. So I guess, you know, um, Where's the investigation as it stands today? Do you have that? It's ongoing. It's yeah, it's ongoing. Like yeah. So the good thing is that there's no um, statute of limitations for murder, mm-hmm. but it's not ruled as a homicide. So how is that gonna? Yeah. So they that? basically can't do anything. I mean, what they want to do, and I was listening to Nancy Grace on Fatal Voyage. What they want to do is re-examine her body, basically. Exhume? Yes, they want to yeah. exhume her body. And I don't know if they if they can, but they think that they can find some, maybe they can probably find some DNA because DNA does last for decades. Right, And yes. they want to go back, but they I don't think they have a strong enough compelling case to be able to do to that. To get the sanction to exhume her body. Right. That's a big deal. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine if she died, what? 40 years ago? Yeah, 1981. So, almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Can you have, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But he's the only person that has not... Been interviewed. Yeah, since it reopened. He's the only one. Even Walken, uh, Christopher Walken has. Yeah. What does he say? 
he stayed as far away from it as he could. He's not. Did he? I wonder if he heard them fighting like the captain heard them fighting. So they also did a noise test on. (gasps) Oh, love that. They did a noise test in Catalina during November, same circumstances on that boat or a, a, like, very similar boat. Right. And they said there's no way that Dennis and uh, Christopher Walken would not have heard them fighting. So do you think he was just probably passed the F out? Like Christopher Walken because he was so drunk. I think so. I mean, I, I don't think Christopher Walken had anything to do with it. I no. think that maybe he has a gut feeling because, I mean. He's around them. and he, I mean, he was you're seeing them. them. Yeah. Like the atmosphere. But, yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to pass out, like, you're passed out. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not Oh, yeah. If conscious. I was on something like that, I would be taking my Ambien and putting my in my earplugs. Like, oh, for sure. I need my sleep. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. So, will we ever know the truth? What do you think? I don't think we will, unfortunately. I think that we can make Unless our Unless there's another confession. Well, what do you think happened? Mm. What do I think happened? Okay, if there's not a... If he doesn't have a history of abuse, a history of violence, like... So... Okay, under those circumstances, what do I think happened? I It was probably accidental. Like, maybe because they were fighting so bad or, or you know, even though they get that drunk, maybe, like, everything was compounded because, like, he hated how much her and Christopher Walken were hanging out. And that's what I think. Like, they, like, it was just so fueled. He was probably so mad because, you know, three's a crowd and they were on that confined boat. He couldn't get away from, like, if they had any sort of connection. It's very obvious when people have a connection. Like, yeah. even if they're not even talking and to each other. And all of these insecurities about her. And, and they, they sees, had a failed ma- marriage yeah. before and whatever. Like, you know, there could be a lot of things. So under those circumstances, assuming that he has never been physical with her before and that it was commonplace that they got that drunk, then it was an accident. But one thing I do think... Um, no matter what the circumstances is like his public persona was more important than, than every, anything so if he accidentally killed her he wouldn't be like I accidentally killed her he would panic and try to cover it up yeah you wanna know what I and think and then he panicked and did like the whole dumping thing yeah what do you think okay I already have like this whole scenario in my head I think that they were fi- they had been fighting I mean you could yeah. feel the tension between those all two weekend. all weekend well for a while too right. apparently and they get stupid wasted face. So the night before, remember, she goes and she sleeps in a hotel. Yeah. And then comes back and they fucking act like nothing happened. So they haven't resolved that right. fight. So there's a lot stemming, right? Right. Brewing. And then, or a lot brewing. Mm-hmm. And then he breaks the bottle of wine. She stands up and she said, I'm not having this anymore. I think. Breaking point. I think that was the breaking point. And I think when they got in a fight, she threatened. She to was, leave him again? She was done. She's like, I want a divorce. I'm going to call yeah. a lawyer, you know, Monday, blah, blah, blah. And he freaked out because he was so drunk. And, you, know, you yeah. know, probably punched her, knocked her out, and just threw her in the... Because it doesn't make sense that she's wearing a nightgown socks and a huge down jacket. Like, it doesn't make sense that she would tie the dinghy. It doesn't make sense that she would even be out there because she's so scared of water. The bruises, that doesn't really, that's not no, a big that's deal No, that's kind of easily explained. I'm so bruisey the, Brittany whenever I go out in the water. You are bruisey Brittany. Like, my legs look. Yes. If that, if someone were to find me after a lake trip, they oh. would definitely think that someone And then one of us would have to say, no, she just bruises, like, very easily. She probably rolled over 
in the bed too fast. Exactly. Like, Like, and especially when you're out in the sun, when you're close to water, and when you're drinking a lot. It's just a disaster, a recipe for disaster. For sure. So So the bruises, like... That's easily explained. So the thing that I was thinking about, my first impression when I heard that she had a jacket on is, well, did they go outside to argue and she was cold and, mm -hmm. like, she had a jacket on? Yeah, they, they apparently... Well, they started arguing in their room. Was she wearing... Okay, here's the question. Was she wearing the socks, the nightgown, and the jacket, like, when they were, like, got back from the restaurant and, like, she wanted to get comfy because we all do that? Like... No, I think that they had had their, you know, glass of wine or whatever, like, and then after Robert freaked out and she went to her room, she got ready for bed. And then, remember, he... Dennis was trying to get him to calm down and he's like, I'm going to go check on Natalie. And then he heard them starting to fight. I think that's probably when she changed. And then he heard them starting to fight. Why would she put that jacket on? I don't know. Yeah. The jacket, that that's really weird. But that's also like, would he be that evil to fucking put a jacket on her so she would drown? Or no, I don't think he would do that. Or maybe would he make it try to look like she went outside to like mess with the dinghy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he punched the fuck out of her and like... Because every, like, all of this evidence points to she was unconscious before she went into the water. The right. full bladder, you know? And then, yeah, and all, yeah, exactly. Um, So, honestly, I don't think we will know the truth within this. I, I don't, if ever, know the truth unless we just hope for a deathbed confession. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Ugh, fingers crossed. Die already and tell us what happened. Yeah. Her sister, Lana, oh, like, yeah. that's. She just wants – she misses her sister so much. And, like, you can feel the pain when yeah. you listen to her. And, like, that's, it's just not fair to me. I, I want know. justice for Lana. Justice, justice for, for Lana. Lana. <laughs> yeah. It would mean more. We love you, Lana. Love you. So, so, yeah. Well, hopefully this was – you know, you guys learned as much new stuff as I did. Because, like, like I said, I was – I was – not I had knowledge of this but I didn't know like all the details surrounding this so I had no idea I thought you were talking about Natalie Holloway at first like that's what I yeah which we will do because that one's crazy as well it's so crazy oh for sure oh so um all the Natalie's I know well, guys, okay. thank you so much again for listening to us. As we're assuming, as soon as you listen to one, you listen to all. So you listen to every single. Thanks one. for the listening to the sixteenth one. Yeah, send us. Yeah, send us your theories sweet if 16. you think that. Oh, sweet sixteen for sweet Natalie Wood. Oh, oh Natalie. R.I.P. Full circle. Ugh. Justice for Natalie. Justice for Natalie and Lana. And Lana. Yeah, no, justice for Lana. <laughs> justice for everyone. <laughs> we love justice. Well. Okay. Sign us off. Okay. We love you guys. God bless, bless and trust, trust no, no one. one. No one, especially fucking. Especially boyfriends or husbands. Robert Wagner. RJ. We're after you. Horrible abbreviation. Sex. Pick Doesn't a better make one. Any sense. Dumb. Hate you. Go fuck fuck yourself. Go go, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Bye. Bye.